Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. faithful listeners and good morning. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. Now today we are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 46. We will finish out this chapter of the Bible today and you guys know that on Tuesdays and Thursdays I do a New Testament episode and that is why we are in Matthew today just for everybody who is new to the podcast and welcome. So let's go ahead and read this passage of scripture and I will be reading out the W.E.B. version, as I always do, but please read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of this morning, and make sure to grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea, and let's go ahead and start reading. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Before him all the nations will be gathered, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will tell those on his right hand, Come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer them, Most certainly I tell you, because you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say also to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in, naked, and you didn't clothe me, sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and didn't help you? Then he will answer them, saying, Most certainly I tell you, because you didn't do it to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me. These will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The more I read through the New Testament, it's just crazy the amount of parables that are very, very similar to one another that Jesus talks about. Obviously, here in Matthew 25, Jesus is speaking. These are his parables. These are things that he's talking about with his disciples. And it's kind of his last big discussion with his disciples before he uh, goes and is crucified on the cross. This is his last and final warning 
to everybody, to the church and all that kind of stuff. And I noticed another thing, a lot of the parables that Jesus talks about have a lot to do with the church and with Christians. It has a lot more to do with the church and with Christians than it does with people who are outside of the faith. So these are a warning. These parables are a warning to the people in the church. A lot of these parables that Jesus talks about, about how he's going to separate. I mean, there was, there was a parable about him separating the fish. There was a parable about him separating the tares from the wheat. There's, uh, I think, a parable about the branches that don't produce good fruit are going to be cut off. They're all the same parable, but told in different ways. That's kind of what Jesus does. He he drives the same point home and gives it in a lot of different object lessons so everybody can understand. And it, it is interesting to me the amount of not understanding I had about these parables because I probably didn't read through Matthew and really think about it the way that I have had to for this podcast. And so it wasn't until I really started thinking about the words of Jesus and what he was really trying to get across that I realized how similar all of these parables really are. And so this is another one that he talks about. It's the same parable, but just said in a different way so that people can understand. First, he talks about a farmer, you know, taking, getting rid of the tares in the wheat, which are a, a certain type of weed. A tear is a weed. He talks about that parable. Then he talks about a fisherman. And now he's talking about a shepherd. So he's bringing these parables home to whatever the people around him, what their occupations are. Many people back in Jesus's day were shepherds. Many people were fishermen. Many of his disciples were fishermen. Many people were farmers. And so he's, he's using these parables to really drive this point home. So now he says here that when the son of man himself, he calls himself the son of man, when the son of man comes in his glory and with all the holy angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory. And he says this in verse 31. Now, this is when he's talking about when he comes back again. Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 were all about Jesus's second coming. Jesus was giving a warning to his disciples and a warning to the church about watching and waiting for Jesus's return. This entire two chapters is dedicated to Jesus's return, which is very interesting. Matthew, the author of Matthew, (laughs) what a shock. He basically uh, gave a lot of... um, credence to a lot of the stuff that Jesus was saying. I think more so than a lot of the other uh, books of the Bible about Jesus's life, I think that Matthew really gave a lot more to what Jesus was saying. For example, the Sermon on the Mount is is written in the book of Matthew. And then two chapters here are dedicated to Jesus's words about him coming back again. So Matthew gives a lot of credence to what Jesus is saying, but in general kind of leaves out a lot of um, little stories and stuff like that, that that we find in some of the other books of the Bible. But one way or the other, Jesus here is talking about his second return. And so it says that when he comes back again in verse 32, basically all of the nations together will be gathered. And this doesn't mean like 
the the individual nations, but all the people of all the nations are going to be gathered together. So every single race, every single uh, denomination of people basically is going to be all gathered together. And at this point, Jesus is going to separate the people that follow him from the people that did not follow him. So at this point, I think that this could pertain to both the church and to people outside of the faith as well. This could be a warning for both because Jesus was just talking about a moment ago. We talked about that parable on Tuesday, but Jesus was just talking about the parable of the talents and the people who were given these gifts by God were entrusted these gifts. They are going to be rewarded for the work that they do with those gifts that they've been given, basically. And so this parable here is almost like a continuation of the last one. Jesus says here that he's going to separate all the different peoples of the world into two different categories, the goats and the sheep, which is kind of interesting. Nowadays, you know that a goat, when somebody calls somebody a goat, it's a good thing. They, it, the goat is a uh, acronym. I think that's the word for it, for greatest of all time. And so when you call somebody a goat, you're giving them a compliment. You're like, oh, you know, this goat, this guy's a goat. You know, he's the greatest of all time. And then the sheep, when you call somebody a sheep, it's an insult. And so it's just kind of funny how that sort of switched in our uh, culture here that people who are called goats are complimented and people who are called sheep are insulted, basically. But Jesus is giving the opposite here. He says the sheep are the good guys and the goats are the bad guys. He says the goats are going to go to the left hand side and the sheep are going to go to the right hand side. And he's given this parable as if a shepherd is separating the sheep from the goats. And so he says that the sheep are going to be on his right hand and the goats are going to be on the left hand. And it says that the king is going to tell the people on the right hand, on Jesus's right hand, come blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me food to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. And when I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. And when I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And he gives that long speech to these people. But these sheep or these people that are on Jesus's right hand say to Jesus, they're like, well, when did we do any of this? We didn't see you, Jesus, naked or hungry or sick or anything like that or in prison. We didn't see you. But Jesus says, he, he answers them. He says, well, you did it to the least of my people. You were friendly to those who needed food and water. You were loving towards those who were naked and you clothed them. You were loving towards the people who were in prison. You were kind to those people. And so Jesus says that because you were kind to the least of my followers, he says, you are going to be blessed. You are going to inherit a kingdom that I have prepared for you because you were so loving towards the least of my followers. You are going to inherit this kingdom. And then he's going to say to the goats on the left-hand side, basically the same exact thing, except he's going to say, depart from me and go into outer darkness, which was prepared for Satan and his demons, which is a pretty strong language Jesus is giving here. And so he's saying to the goats, he's saying, I'm going to put the goats that are on my left hand side and curse them. And they're going to go 
to this outer darkness, this place that was prepared for Satan. I'm sorry, it's not the outer darkness. It's the eternal fire is actually what it says in verse 41. And so it says here that Jesus is going to say to these goats, he's going to be like, I was hungry. You didn't give me food. I was thirsty. You didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger. You didn't take me in. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison and you didn't come and visit me. And they're going to answer and they're going to be like, when did we do any of this? We didn't hurt you like that. We didn't see you in prison and not come to visit you. And Jesus is going to say at that point, well, you didn't do it to the people who were the least of my followers. That means you didn't do it for me. And you were cruel to the people who were the least of my followers. And like I said, this could be both talking about the church and also talking about the world. This could be the people who persecute the Christians that are outside of the church. And this could also be the people within the church that aren't actually Christians, that pretend to be Christians, and that, you know, almost are persecuting the people who are the true Christians within the church. And Jesus talks a lot about that as well. In Matthew 24, we talked about a verse that says that the love of many will grow cold. And I was talking about how I believe that that is within the church, how the people within the church are actually going to uh, dislike each other. There's going to be coldness, disunity, all that kind of stuff. And I said that I personally believe that that's where we're at right now because we see a lot of disunity in the church currently. There are churches that are splitting all the time, and we see so many problems happening in the church right now. And so I think that this parable could talk about that as well. The people who are in the church that are not loving towards other people and who are persecuting the true Christians and stuff like that, these are the people who are going to be on Jesus's left-hand side at the end. They're going to be the goats, the ones that were separated away from the sheep. And the other interesting thing about the statement is Jesus refers to his followers as sheep all the time and not in a bad way. He refers to them as sheep because he calls himself the good shepherd. So if we are going to be Jesus's followers, we need to be those sheep. <laughs> we need to be sheep in order to be followers of Jesus. So it's not something that we need to be ashamed of. If somebody calls us a sheep, we should be like, thank you. We are sheep. <laughs> and the other thing is, one last thing I want to mention here before we end this podcast episode is it's very important for us as the church and for those who believe in Jesus to do what this parable says, to go out and help those who are hungry, thirsty, in prison, and sick and naked and to help these people. So we are supposed to have compassion on widows and orphans. Jesus talks about that all the time, having compassion on widows and orphans specifically. And have compassion on people who are in prison and who are unjustly imprisoned and have compassion on uh, people with um, disabilities or anything like that. It is important for us as Christians to have that kind of love in our hearts to take care of the people that really need it. And Jesus is talking about these people that truly, truly do need help. Not people who are lazy or anything like that, but people who truly need help, whatever that may look like. Jesus talks a lot about being caring and gentle and loving towards people that need help. And even if they are people who we may not particularly be comfortable around, it doesn't matter. We are supposed to still be loving towards those people and caring for them because that is what Jesus would want us to do. And that is what makes us 
a sheep. <laughs> that is what makes us a Jesus follower. Because what did Jesus do? He was our greatest model, right? He went out and he touched lepers. And he went out and he healed blind people and homeless people and sick people all the time. And he gave food to multitudes of people that didn't have food. This was the kind of person Jesus was. And so since Jesus is our ultimate model of how we Christians are supposed to live, we are also supposed to go out and help people who really need our help, however that might look. It doesn't necessarily mean giving them money, but just giving them comfort and help and rest and food and clothing and shelter and whatever else that these people might need. And that is how we are a true follower of Jesus. Firstly, we have to make sure that we know that we need a savior, which is Jesus. We have to have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And we have to be loving towards other people. Those are three excellent ways that we can be Jesus followers and we can be sheep. If you liked this episode, I actually have a t-shirt that kind of correlates with this particular uh, parable, and it's a little t-shirt of a sheep on it that says, listen and follow. And it was actually a t-shirt that my sister helped me design, but I will drop a link to that tea in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at it. And also, friends and faithful listeners, if you liked the episode, make sure to rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms. But hopefully I will see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. Happy listening and God bless.